Hi, uh, welcome to the show. I am Peter Whitlaw. Now, you all know that on this channel, every so often we talk to people who are fighting back against the kind of woke infection that there's been throughout many of our institutions, but also which is gradually seeping into all aspects of everyday life. So I'm very pleased that uh, my guest this week is Emma Hardy. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, Emma. Um, all will become clear in a minute. Um, you've just joined us. You've just come down from York, haven't you? That's right, York, yes. Yeah. Um, now, you are in the process of suing David Lloyd, as in David Lloyd Jims, aren't That's you? That's correct. But can you just explain to us, first of all, you know, before we go into the background, why you're suing them? On what grounds? So the grounds are on my gender-critical beliefs. Right and on the grounds of my protected characteristic of my sex. I see. So how did this come up? Why David Lloyd? Why? Because why? obviously this, we're talking about the big gym, gym train, uh, chain, aren't we? So why, you know, what happened? What, was there something that happened or, or can you explain? So, so it's quite a long story. I, um, I became a teaching assistant in my daughter's school um, because I was concerned about what was going on in schools and what was being taught and that sort of thing. Um, and that was the first time I personally witnessed the confusion with boys identifying into girls' toilets and staff not really knowing what the rules were. Um, we subsequently left um, to home educate and we started using David Lloyd's more frequently. We were already members and had been for several years. It's a family thing. As a family thing. That's right. why we chose the club because they're family friendly. They've got um, mm. a creche even, you know, so it's very geared towards the children. So we were using it more for tennis and swimming and things like that. And it just was niggling me at the back of my mind. Are they also equally confused about changing rooms and toilets. So that's what prompted me to ask them the question mm. last year. I see. And so what was the, uh, so how long had you been with David Lloyd then uh, originally? So that was going on for a good seven years, so a long really? time. Yeah. Um, but like I said, because of my experience at the school, yeah. that had changed my um, perception and, and well, I was more informed as to what was really going on. So that, that's why I asked them the question was, does our family membership include the prospect of our two daughters being naked alongside naked men in the female changing room? So can you can you take us through the response, their response, <laughs> and the backwards and forwards? This is fascinating. Okay, so if, if anybody's dealt with, um, I'm sure it's the same in, in many gym chains, but it, it took a long time to get clarification. Mm -hmm. And even today, it's not that clear. Um, so the, the staff on reception at the... At local level had to contact head office to get the uh, clarification because they were unclear and they obviously wanted to get it um, just right. right but it did take weeks and weeks um, for me to get a response from head office and during that time I was informed that there, there had been a member who was tra transitioning and once he had fully transitioned he would be welcome in the female changing room. A member or? That's how I understood. Just any old member of the, of the club. A, a member yeah. had agreed to use the unisex because they also have the facility yeah. for a family uh, changing room and that had been agreed and then once they had fully transitioned they would be a woman and would be welcome in the female changing rooms. 
I see. So basically, what did they say their policy was in general, when they finally got back to you anyway? Okay, so I've had three letters uh, from head office. The first letter states that uh, people born male are not excluded from the female changing rooms. If they identify as... That's correct, yes. And then uh, the changing rooms were referred to in the second letter as gender-specific and that it would not be acceptable for a man to be in there and that we could complain or, you know, that, that would not be part of the terms and conditions that a man would be able to use it. So, again, it's that language of if somebody says they're not a man... Yes. ..then they're not a man. But obviously with my gender-critical beliefs... Yes. That, ..that doesn't carry any weight with me. Yes. And then the third letter stated that there was no prescribed expectation for adults with regard to changing room use. Sorry, now what does that mean exactly? <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, I'm being very dense. I can't. I'll go back that. to the first. I'll go back to the first letter again. It says in there that what I ask for on um, the the question about yeah. my children is anything but a straightforward question, and oh, I I, see. I don't see. That it is an anything but straightforward yeah. question. They obviously struggle uh, immensely with that question. Yeah. Um, but obviously when, when you're dealing with biological sex, there are male and female. And if, you, if you're selling single sex changing rooms, you know, yes. people expect it to be men in there and women in there. And never two should meet. Do you, do you think, I mean, it seems to me that, that, that they seem a bit confused in their response, right? Or rather, I mean... Do, how much do you think these people who write back to the public, in this case yourself, well, how much do you think they even understand what they're actually implementing? Well, they, they follow UK active guidance um, and we were actually um, signposted to the guidance during one of our meetings with right. the regional manager. Right. Um, and I did it does say on that has a lovely little flowchart where you, you follow it down yeah. and you end up in the right changing rooms. And on there it says, um, the one that we were shown, it says that it was a gender uh, presentation. So if, if the gender presentation matches the change room that they wish to use, then, then you may enter. So that means if they say, I'm a, I'm a woman. Well, I did ask that question, Peter, what is a yes. gender presentation? Or if they just look, I mean, what, you know, what does it even mean? Uh... I've never had an answer. Right. Not, not from UK Active or David Lloyd's. UK Active being the people who write their policy, presumably. They provide the policy for the vast majority of health clubs and, and gyms. And yeah. who are they? Uh, well, uh, good question. On their uh, terms and... Uh, not their terms and conditions, sorry. On their guidance for yes. trans-identifying members, um, it's, it says for further reading, there's the list Stonewall, Gendered Intelligence... And they did also state mermaids, but mermaids has been taken off since. That's right. So basically, they are what an offshoot of Stonewall, or Stonewall would have would have recommended the kind of guidance, presumably. I would imagine that it's heavily influenced by right. their guidance. Okay. Yes. So where does it stand at the moment, then, Emma? So so hit, that was the process. So what stage are you at now? So we are. Uh, Fundraising, we're crowdfunding with Democracy 3. Um, we are hoping to take... Uh, we've now received the res their defence response from David Lloyds and they dispute that uh, a female would be at a disadvantage if 
a man was in her changing rooms who identified as female. So, so they, they're be... disputing that it's even a problem? Yes. I see. Uh, so they're basically saying it's your problem? Yes, that's right. And so on that basis, how do you go forward in what are you actually sort of suing them, the grounds you told me at the very beginning, but, but how, because you haven't actually suffered damage, as it were, have you, material Absolutely. damage, yeah. isn't that right? So because I haven't, and my children haven't, thank God, um, we, the case will be on the grounds of indirect discrimination, that right. merely the thought, now I know that that's a possibility, that makes it impossible for me to use those facilities. I don't feel safe. It could happen at any moment. Right. And I'm not willing to put my children in that situation where they might have to face somebody in the changing rooms who shouldn't be there. Well, like this person that's uh, transitioning that you mentioned. Yeah, or somebody else. Yes, exactly. Um, do you, can you sort of tell me how widespread this problem is? Really? Well, Thankfully, um, you'll have heard of Duncan Bannatyne yeah. and the Bannatyne chain. Yeah. They do um, protect women and girls on the grounds of their sex as a proportionate means of a legitimate aim right. and provide privacy and dignity. Yeah. So it can be done and it can be done lawfully. Um, so, so that's a shining example of how it, how it can be done. Right. So it's obviously a choice where service providers are choosing to be inclusive mm -hmm. um, I use that word quite loosely. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, inclusive always ends up being completely exclusive of others, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, since you've been doing this, have pe other people come forward with their experiences? Yes, I've ha had uh, other ladies contact me about uh, changing rooms and gyms and what's happening where they are. There's a lot of women now, because it's so expensive and, and because you're not getting any answers, and, you, and your pain, yes. in the meantime, the majority of people will leave yes. um, in frustration and just think, oh, well, I'm just not going to go back anymore and I'm, I'm just going to stop. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem that, you know, you can just leave. Of course you can. You, don't, you can choose where you spend your money. Um, and I think because my, one of my main concerns is if, if they were honest and they were proud to be inclusive, it would say so on the website, it would say so on the terms and conditions, yeah, yeah. and I would be able to make an informed decision and decide if that's in line with my values and my yeah. family's values. Yeah. But because I was never given that opportunity, I feel quite angry that we've been hoodwinked into what, what I believed were single sex, and they're not, they're, they're unisex. Yes, absolutely. Um, this is something that we hear about in the mainstream press in relation to changing rooms, usually, um, I think they're talking often about shops and things, aren't yes, they? Yeah. You know, but I mean, there's this whole area, isn't there? Gym, private gym chains, yep. like David Lloyd, and uh, but then of course, also public, public yes. swimming baths. Yes. All, all of this. What is interesting and what is confusing, I think maybe to many, is that Duncan Ballantyne gyms or Ballantyne gyms, whatever. Um, that is exactly within the scope of the law, what they do. And then so is this, apparently. So this is what is weird. Isn't that right? Is, would you say that's right? Um, potentially. Um, I, I don't understand how you can pretend that you offer single-sex facilities yes. which aren't single-sex. That, yeah. That's the crux of it. 
Um, like I say, if, if you run a business, however you want to run your business, as long as it's within the law, yes. um, you can you can tailor to one group rather than another. Yeah. Um, but surely you let your customers know, and they can yeah. vote with their feet. Um, do you do you think uh, you know you um, said there people maybe just let their memberships run out and things? This is something that I worry an awful lot about, actually. I mean, generally, not just on this particular issue, and that is people just simply living with it. Yes. Do, yeah. Do, do you agree? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a. Um, I think maybe perhaps people are tired. Yeah. Um, they're tired of the problems, and this is just one more problem. <clears throat> um, it's the same with schools and parents wishing and hoping that everything's okay at school, but not actually taking the time to go and investigate themselves. Um, but my opinion is that it won't get better unless mm. we start to push back and we start to ask questions. And it only has to start with a question. It doesn't mean making accusations or being offensive or disrespectful to anyone, just purely by asking questions yeah. and finding out what's really going on. And then perhaps we can suggest a better alternative. Yes. I mean, you mentioned there that you were already concerned about your kids' schools. Mm. Um, and, and, and you mentioned you have gender-critical uh, beliefs. Uh, so how, I mean, how long have you been interested in this issue? You know, yeah. regardless of David Lloyd. Um, so during lockdown, um, I became quite concerned with the guidance and the policies, particularly from schools, about yeah. hand-washing and my youngest daughter, her hands were getting sore with all the excessive hand washing, the mask wearing, the um, social isolation, the bubbles, lots, lots of things creeping in that I thought was damaging to, to children. Yeah. Um, so that, that made me start to pay more attention to policies and reading the small print that nobody bothers to yes, read. Yes. And I wanted to find out what was going on in schools. And like I said, I decided to become a teaching assistant and for a year and uh, did some research and I found out quite a lot. Um, so, so that, and like I say, that also brought it home to me that there, there is genuine confusion. People are trying to do the right thing. They're I mean, again, if you go back to what are the rules again? Mm. Um, when we had all those crazy rules that kept yes, changing yes, from one week to the next, yes. I think we're still in a bit of a hangover from that, yes. where people are fearful of making their own judgment call because it's not within the rules even though it's common sense. Yes. What do you think, as someone who was gender critical, I do, I'm, with that phrase, we know what it means. So I, I think it's actually not a very helpful phrase in some ways because I think the majority of people think, what are you talking about, gender yeah. critical? You know what I mean? Yeah. We know what we're talking yeah. about and we, and we are gender critical, I suppose, you'd say, wouldn't you? Um, but but you know, when, you, when you sort of look at the way in which people react to these now. I mean, when I think of, like you mentioned schools there, I've got, a, like I'm in my family, I'm thinking of uh, uh, family relatives who've got kids at school, for example. Um, they also have uh, opposition from other parents who, you know, in a, in a rather sort of naive or even sort of supercilious way, say, well, what's your problem exactly? What's your problem with being inclusive? Whether it's talking about gender issues mm. or whether it's talking about uh, race issues or whatever. Mm. Um, have you come across that? You know? My personal experience is that people think that they're being kind, 
that right. that, that okay. is the the first and and I think a lot of people like to stop there. Yeah. Just with that, I'm being kind, and that's why I yeah. carry out I'm this behaviour. Yeah. 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 Uh, without delving too deep into it, and I don't know, perhaps it's because of the ages of my daughters in particular. They're now twelve and fourteen, mm. so they're right at that cusp yeah. of that age where I want to send them out into the world yeah. to have independence. And now I feel I've got that extra worry that yeah. I didn't have when I was that age, that it was expected that if I went to the toilets and perhaps there was a man lurking outside, the librarian or the security guard team or the, the shop assistant would notice yeah. and they would say something. But today I don't have that confidence that those members of staff would do that. Oh, no, no, you're quite right, I think. C can, I, can I ask you, what do you think? I mean, I ask other guests... You know, you had uh, Sharon Davis on, and, and indeed uh, Graham Linehan, who I believe you've had on. He's had you've been on his YouTube, haven't you? Um, what motivates the people who push this ideology? Do you think? <sighs> I um, mean, parents might think they're just being kind, yeah. and I think they're they're being misguided. But I can see that. But what do you think is the motivation of the people who actually? push this into almost all areas now of mm. life? Um, from, from my experience, there is a, a real concerted effort to comfort our children. Yeah. Um, from, from where I'm sitting, yeah. I feel that there's uh, influences at school, there's influences outside of school, the boundaries mm. are being eroded, um, children are being called young adults, when they're not adults, they're children. Yeah. Um, the books in the school yeah. are very, very questionable and nobody seems to be, because it comes under, like for example, the books at school, we've just had an incident where my youngest daughter brought, brought home a book that comes under the LGBTQ banner. Mm. And there's all sorts of material that's included in that book, but because it's under that um, genre, yeah. nobody dares do the risk assessment, nobody dares right. uh, question it or risk assess it. it, it just seems to have been brought in. So yeah. there's, there's a real insidious um, erosion of, and, and sexualization of children to, even from the really young, the, the young children at primary school, they've been taught to accept everybody and that any, any form of discrimination is wrong, mm. which leaves children incredibly vulnerable if mm. the man does follow them into the toilets or changing rooms and they're expected to not see what's in front of their faces. I mean, it's, it's very worrying, isn't it, the way that teachers seem to go along with this. I mean, they're, they're, or should I say, you know, the teachers one sees, you know, in, on social media or in clips. The famous clip, was it last year, I think, of the girls who recorded yes. that teacher? Yeah. And um, listening to her, I mean, she was a political activist, that teacher, wasn't she? I mean, it's very, very, you know, this is something that seems to go through the entire, excuse me, uh, system. Uh, you mentioned there that you're therefore, I say therefore, um, that you are homeschooling your mm. daughters. <clears throat> it seems sometimes that that is the only option really left to anyone who doesn't want to take the risk of any, have their kids coming near any of this stuff. I mean, it's tough, isn't it? How do you do it? Well, it's actually quite enjoyable um, right. because, again, during lockdown, um, we didn't do any of it. 
we were sent the information from school that wanted us to tick boxes. Yeah. They wanted us to take photos and, and upload them. And, and I'm not a photo taker. I'm, you know, we do things. We don't need to record everything and tell everybody else about it. We're quite private people, um, quite old fashioned, perhaps, and traditional that we, you know, we know for ourselves what we've done. We don't need um, uh, accommodation from, from anybody else or yeah, yeah. Uh, a pat on the back. Yeah. Um, so, so we did things our own way and, um, and, and learn, learn our own way and we follow their interests rather than ticking boxes and, and, and all that sort of thing. Just going back to your point about the teachers, I did some digging around um, where, where I live and I contacted the university there and I contacted the biology department and I managed to get a response from the head of the biology department who um, confirmed that biological sex was very difficult to define and was on a spectrum. So this these, the uh, head of the these are the people that are educating the teachers who then go on to educate our children. So my faith in a lot of these uh, establishments are, are really, you know, you've got to really think carefully about where, you trust, where, where you're putting your trust because there's, a, there's a, a very, very serious problem. I think, yes, I mean, I, I can quite understand why. I mean, I, I'm not sure I'd encourage <laughs> kids to actually even go to university no. now. I know it yeah. sounds terrible to say that. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're once pulling up the, the ladder and not, couldn't be further from the truth. But when you see the people that are actually are teaching them and, and the mm. fact that you're, you know, this, you, York University would this have been? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's quite extraordinary. How do people then, how, I mean, you, you've taken this upon yourself, right? Um, huge number of people, do you say, maybe let it slide in daily life, or whatever. But for those who don't, or for those who want to help you, how can they help you in your particular action at the moment? Yeah. Okay. So, We've got the, I've had a contract, so I think that's quite important bit of information to get in because we talked about the, um, the council run swim pools and gyms and that sort of yeah. thing. So the reason that I have pursued this is because I entered into a contract with David Lloyds. Right. So, so that's been, you know, I believe that there's been a breach of contract there, oh, that see. I've been missold the contract in the yeah. first instance as well. So that, right. that is part of my claim. If, so obviously, you know, I was mentioning to you earlier, it's a, it's a luxury um, chain. It's a, you know, it's a, a luxury problem to have. So a lot of people will think, well, I'm, I'm not a member of David Lloyd's. I can't even afford to be a member of David Lloyd's. Why would I yes, have any interest yeah. in this particular case? But it's the first case I am aware of that is targeting a service provider. We've had other cases where it's been in employment uh, law and employment tribunals where right. people have been successful. Right. But this is uh, a service provider with, you know, if, if we're successful, it will have a ripple effect with any service provider who wants to provide sex-based facilities. I see. So basically, if you win this case, then all these sort of gyms, uh, the, it, will, it could be hugely influential and it could, could turn a tide, maybe? It could... That's the, that's the hope that it will be helpful to allow other service providers to, to make the decision, yeah. which, you know, it's common sense that, you know, if, if you're providing sex-based changing rooms, yes. that it's on the, on the basis of sex, not gender identity. That's a yeah. separate um, 
a separate thing. When you have, I mean, you, you, you obviously are teaching assistants, you said, you hated what was happening in schools. Here you are with David Lloyd. What other areas as a mother, therefore, do you think you have to look at? You know, I mean, you know, I, supp I suppose I think I mentioned earlier, uh, shops and things, yes. I mean, like clothes shops, isn't yeah. that sort of thing? Well, I've been quite busy. Um, <laughs> I've been to the NHS Trust at York, oh, yeah. and I've met with the board of directors there. I sat for uh, just over three hours, and then I had my opportunity to speak and inform them of their eliminating mixed-sex accommodation policy, yeah. which I think is about 26, 27 pages long. And then it says at the bottom that if you identify as the opposite sex, you are the opposite sex. So it just undoes all of the yeah. guidance that was in there. And they also included a, a part in there where it gave advice to medical staff of how to deal with a man who had lost his wig. Really? So that was quite fascinating. Uh, again, like I say, I've, I've become quite interested in reading the bits that yes, nobody exactly. bothers to read. So I, I brought that to their attention and that was recorded and is, 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 a, is a open document, is a public document so people can, can see that. Right. And I also went to the City of York Council and I registered my interest to speak and had three minutes to speak there. And I warned them about the risks of following Stonewall guidance and the implications it has for ladies in care, um, for uh, children at the swimming pool, for women who've suffered abuse and having to share changing rooms and toilets with men. So I've, I've been trying to raise awareness of all of these issues that are happening where I live, um, and particularly where those um, speeches are filmed yeah. and, and then put online so that hopefully other people think, well, I'll, I'll go and tell them too. Exactly. I mean, I'm interested in this one, the, the council you mentioned. Mm. I mean, what was their response to your speech? So I, I got quite a generic, thank you, you're, um, you're, we've, we've made a note of it and we'll, we'll discuss it later on. But obviously, um, I've, I've been following them up and I've been uh, pursuing them further to see what, what is actually happening. Ha have you left Stonewall? Have you got plans to leave Stonewall? Yeah. Um, but even if they don't decide to do anything immediately, should anything happen in the future, I have the evidence that they were all duly informed of the risks yes. and they chose to do nothing. Yes. Um, so yeah. it, they have been warned yeah. and it's up to them now. So basically you would say to people that if they can, like, I mean, most, a lot of people might be daunted by the idea of going along and speaking at a council, yeah. but I mean, you know, it would be great if more people did that, wouldn't it? And did, you know, and talked about their concerns. But also look at your contracts, look at your yes. gym contract, yes. look at your... Start reading. Yes, start yeah. reading all of this. Um, I mentioned, I asked a bit earlier, where how people can help you particularly. Yes. What, what is the best way they can do that? Is it, you're on a crowdfunder, you have yes. a crowdfunder. So my crowdfunder is at Democracy3. Yes. Um, Democracy3 is a, what is that then? Is it so a, it's, it's like, um, what what the other crowdfunders, quite big ones. Oh, is it? Is it, it, it is, is a crowdfunding. Crowdfund, yeah, I so see. there's also um, Andrew Bridgen's crowdfunding on there. Oh, right. And um, I think Sarah Fillamore was on yeah. there as well. So so that was the reason that I went with them. I thought, well, if they're doing it on there, it, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a good okay. place to start. And there's also a petition on there as well. So if people are not in a position to donate financially, if, if they want to just you know, register that they they agree, then that's that would be fantastic too. So what we'll do, I mean, uh, under your uh, the video, we've uh, our discussion, we'll put these 
addresses, these uh, links or whatever, to people so they can go and maybe donate to to you. And and what kind of a time frame are we looking at here? Yeah. I mean, these things take yeah. forever, don't they? Okay, so we have um, received their defence claim and we will respond to that in the next month or so. We're looking at a trial uh, potentially next spring. Really? Uh, so it could, be, it could be the end of this yeah. year or it could be spring. But yeah, that, that's the, the, the long-term plan is that we will, we will go into, into next year. And that takes place in the county court? Or the, yes. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay, right. Very, very best of luck with it, actually. In that Thank case, you. Um, uh, yeah. um, we have a few questions that we'd like to ask you for, um, uh, for, from our, for the sake of our members, our exclusive, a bit of a couple of exclusive questions. Um, so if you could stay with us. But in the meantime, Thank you so much about uh, telling us all about your particular uh, action at the moment. I mean, it's really, really important. Thank you very Thank much. You. Um, there you go. That's Emma Hardy there. Um, we shall see you next week. In the meantime, have a good week, won't you? Take care. Bye. Hello. If you're enjoying the New Culture Forum channel and you believe in our mission, may I invite you to join our membership scheme at the link below or on our website newcultureforum.org.uk. Our work is more important now than ever, and we have great plans ahead for the future, but we can't do it without your support. From as little as three pounds per month, you can help ensure that we continue on our mission. As a member, you'll receive a range of benefits, including access to exclusive content, invitations to our private events, including here at our studios, free copies of our books, and much, much more, including, of course, our famous NCF mug. If you aren't able to become a member, then please help us by clicking this button and subscribing to our channel. It's completely free. Just remember to also click the bell icon so that you can get notifications when we post new videos. Thank you.